welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Thank him, for unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Father, we have gathered because of you. We have gathered because of your grace. We've been able to come to church, not because we are strong, but just because of your mercies and your goodness that never ceases to bless us. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Elohim Adonai, the I am that I am, Jehovah Tikeno, we have come before you, Lord. We exalt you. We bless your name. Thank you for remembering us and giving us another day. Thank you for remembering us and bringing us into another Sabbath. Thank you, Lord, for today's service. Thank you for your word that we are about to hear. Father, we pray that your glory will be seen, your power will be revealed, your anointing will bless your children in the name of Jesus. Lord, turn our minds in the direction you have desired us to be. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. Unto you again shall the gathering of the people be. You make all things beautiful in its time. Lord, as we have gathered before you, let your hand, let your power, let your glory resident amongst us in the name of Jesus. As your word comes to us, Lord, we pray that your power will be revealed in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. This morning, this morning service is a kids' church service. We are going to entertain and have the children worship with us. But as our custom always is, if there's a joint service, uh, maybe there are some of us here who didn't know it's a joint service. But normally when it's a joint service, we have a church workers meeting where we hear the word of God to inspire us to do more. And this morning is the service that we have dedicated for our children. Eight o'clock the service will start and they will come in at nine and then we'll give them the platform. They will sing to us. They will recite poems and scriptures. And they will do drama. Or in the bed to get the children to love God at a very early age. But this morning, I want to share on a very interesting subject. As the year is coming to an end, I want us to be aware of certain things. Media, you should switch. I want us to be very much aware of a word that can spare us on because the year has been very terrific. I mean, a lot of challenges have come our way. A lot of us have faced, have faced obstacles and many gave up and some of us did not give up. It, it is by the grace of God. And, and when the year began, a lot of us were quite unsure of how far we can go in the year. Looking at the COVID, I mean, 2021 began to, is the year that began to see the impact of the COVID. In 2019, it came, but in 2021, is it 2019 or 2020? 2019, or 2020. Uh-huh, 2020, not 2019. Because this year we celebrated one year of COVID. So in 2021, the impact of the virus has affected a lot of things from economy to employment to social gathering to church to spiritual life. And some way, somehow, God has traveled with us from January to now. 
The question that must be asked is that, are we ready for 2022? As individuals and as a church, are we ready for 2022? God has not finished with us. God has not finished with you. There are certain things that you were trusting God for that God maybe held on to it. There are certain doors you were trusting God that they will open, but somewhere, somehow, they are yet to open. And the chances are that for some of you, you may be thinking about um, withdrawing from pursuing such visions or such promises. The Bible says, for the promises of God are yea and amen. God does not change his mind on his purposes. So maybe you were trusting God to do something, but even, even, even an atom of that thing has not been done. What should you do? Pastor, what should I do? As a church, what should we do? And as an individual, what should you do? The time will come for you to take a decision whether to quit or not to quit. Because what would naturally encourage you is not there. Because if, if okay, let me, let me put it this way. If you did something and you saw a little profit, you will have a kind of encouragement, yes or no? But if you did something and you don't have any form of encouragement, that means you don't have any results. And I'm going to go into the word in a few moments. I'm just whetting your appetite. You don't have any results to show. Maybe you invested into a company. The last time a lady was telling me, Pastor, this year I invested into tissue company, tissue business, and all the monies are locked. The question is, should you stop dreaming or you should continue to dream again? So I'm sharing with us a very important topic, both for the ending of the year and for you to be able to start looking deeper into 2020, whether you like it or not, in about, is it 12 days, the year will fold up. And 2021 will not come back again. Another year is coming, 2022. You have to begin to look into the year whilst you still expect some last-minute miracles in 2021, your eyes should have traveled through the year of 2022, even to the month of September in 2022, by now. Because the Christian is likened to the eagle, and the eagle sees very far, very, very far. So he, the eagle can be at one spot with other birds, the birds can only see the environment, but the eagle is seen into the future. And that is the nature God has made us to be. So I'm sharing with you this morning on the subject, keep your feet on the rock when you reach the end of the rope. Keeping your feet on the rock when you reach the end of the rope. You know, the, if you say, I've reached the end of the rope, it, it means that it's an expression of, I'm tired. It's an expression of, I'm exhausted. It's an expression of, I don't think I can move on. But I'm saying this morning to us that keep your feet on the rock when you get to the end of the rope. The simple message in that title is that do not quit. Do not quit pursuing the destiny God gave to you. Do not quit pursuing that vision because it did not work 2021. It doesn't mean the vision is dead. There are some plants that didn't show up today 
but tomorrow they will show up because their seeds are yet to be planted. Do not quit because you did not see rain this year. Do not quit because you did not have a bumper harvest this year. Do not quit because your dreams from 1st January till now is yet to materialize. When you quit, you lose. When you quit, you've wasted divine resources. When you quit, you have undermined the power of God that can help a human being to succeed on the surface of the earth. There is a big difference between quitting and changing a lifestyle. You, when you try something in one way and it does not work, you don't quit trying, but maybe you will try this time in a different way. And it's a, there's a difference between that and quitting. There is always a strategy to win. For Israel, when there was an obstacle of a Jericho war, God says that go around the wall six times and on the seventh day, go around it seven times. So there was a strategy. If they had gone around it once on the seventh day, the walls won't come down. Are you here? So if they had gone around it only on the first day, only on the third day, only on the fourth day, so they went around, let's say they go around it four times, the wall will not come down. But that does not mean that the walls cannot come down. What am I trying to say? The vision God gave you, the destiny God gave you, it might not have yielded so much for you this year. But it doesn't mean that it's a failed destiny. It just means that the strategy may need to change. The strategy may need to be altered. But you must not quit pursuing sources in your life. When God sees someone who does not quit, he looks down and says, yes, I have found a man I can work through. Because a man who gives up is a man you cannot work with. A man who gives up is a man who is not reliable. Because God will want to work with a man whom when he sees obstacles will still desire to pursue vision. Are you here? For 2021, some of us lost our jobs. Some of us had our salaries slashed into two. There were big challenges of rent. You had to borrow a loan to rent and you are still paying. So when are you going to finish paying and start gathering to buy something? It's a challenge that affected every aspect of our lives. But God is not done with you yet. God is not finished with your story yet. Your story has not even begun. And you must learn and accept the truth that when you quit, then you become a loser. When we quit as a church, then we become losers. When you quit as a couple, then you become a loser. As long as you desire and you determine not to quit, you are giving space for the manifestation of the grace of God. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, NIV. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. The Bible said that, Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, say the proper time. Say the proper time. At the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Say, I won't give up. Oh, say, I will not give up. Say, I will not give up. He said, for at the proper time, at the proper time, we will reap a harvest. There is a harvest ahead of you. But if you quit, there is a, it's a condition, it's a conditional blessing. And it's a conditional promise. He said, let us not become weary. Don't get tired. 
Don't say you are tired. Don't say, as for this one, me, I'm done with it. No. If you say that, it means that you forfeit your harvest. He said, let us not be weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Give me the GNT version. If we don't give up. So let us not become tired of doing good. Tell somebody, don't be tired of doing good. Oh, tell somebody, don't be tired of doing good. And tell yourself, I will not be tired of doing good. Yeah. For if we do not give up, so the condition is still there. If we do not give up, the time will come. I see your time coming. I said, I see your time coming. If you don't give up, your time will come. When you are desiring for your divine timing, it means that you must not stop doing good. A man who is continuing doing good, doing good is not going to the road to dash money to people. That's not what the Bible is saying. It's not, no, that is not just what the, you see, when you read that Bible, that verse, you think that you are going around giving money to the poor. No, it's deeper than that. Going around doing or giving money to the poor, you are, at, you are just obeying the word of the Lord. So this scripture is saying that if you don't get tired obeying the word of the Lord, that is the meaning. It's not just doing good, oh, I'm going to build a hospital for my village. That is not the actual message. The actual message is that when you continue obeying God in a particular commandment and instruction, for if you do not give up obeying God in that instruction, obeying God, doing that which is right concerning that vision, betting that vision, Going through the day and night, the sleepless night, the strategies, the changing of strategies. God is the God of change. When God changes the strategy for you, don't get stuck in the old strategy. Don't say, God told me that I should do it like this. So forever, oh Lord, I am there. No, God can come to you and say, don't do it this way, do it this way. There have been times God let the Israelites into battle and they fought physically and won. The Bible said Moses was at the mountaintop and then Aaron and Ur, who or whatever, were holding his hands. Whilst the battle was going on, Joshua was leading the slaughter and they were slaughtering with swords and spears, killing. Another time, they didn't need to fight. When they woke up the next time, the blood of their enemies were on the floor. God caused their enemies to fight against themselves. So God can change the strategy on your journey in life. Don't be stuck with the old. Because God is a God of the new wine. He always produces a new wine in every season. In 2022, God may come to you and change your strategy. And you must be willing if you want to succeed. If you want to see a harvest, you must be willing to change. Hallelujah. When you read the book of Ezekiel, one of the prophetic words there is that God was going to give us a heart of flesh. Say a heart of flesh. Say a heart of flesh. Have you you handled meat before? Like cow meat, boneless meat. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very easy to bend it. It's very easy to cut it into any shape or form. And God said that intentionally because he needs people who, when they are following him and he changes direction and he gives an instruction, our hearts can conform to the word of the Lord. It is because, because of conformity that God said, I'm going to give them a heart of flesh. He was going to remove the heart of stone. For you to follow God into success, you must believe God not to walk in the heart of stone. Not to walk with the heart of stone. And many of us are failing. You can be very prayerful, but you have a heart of stone. Let me show you what it means to have a heart of stone. Are you here? 
Are you here? A heart of stone is a hardened heart. A hardened heart is not the heart of a criminal. You know, when I said that, when you hear a heart of stone, your mind is looking at a very rowdy, <laughs> a very basa basa person, a very criminalized personality. No. A heart of stone is a heart that has cultured itself to continually disobey God. That is the heart of stone. Into the anyami beke biano, enfano, obeten swamfa. That is the heart of stone. The, how does your heart become stony? Should I show you? Yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. It's just like the the hardening of the bones of a human being. When they give birth to every child. The child's bones are actually cartilage. They are not hard. So even the child's head can be molded. So the shape of your head, go and ask your grandmother. Like the shape of your head, you know, your grandmother is responsible for that. So when they, they give birth to you and your mother is leaving you to lie like this, they'll say, ah, you are spoiling the You let the head of the child be flat. Only a tickle. Because you didn't mold the head well. Are you following me? But with time, there are depositions of calcium into the cartilage with time. So the cartilage, the soft substance, begin to harden gradually. And the time will come, it's so strong that you cannot remold it. You cannot. You, where you are, are now, at your age, nobody can remove your hair. Eh, Lucy? No. Nobody. At the attempt of remolding your head is actually destroying you. So God hardened the heart of Pharaoh. Why? Because he wanted to destroy him to reveal his power. Thank God that the word of God is water. It can soften hardened hearts. Jonah, God came to Jonah in Jonah chapter 1, verse 1 to 2 or 3. God said, Jonah, get up, go to Nineveh, go and preach to them so that I can save them. Go there. Jonah got up and went to Tashit. Yeah, he went to Tashit. Instead of going to Nineveh, he got up, he was disobedient, went to Tashit. At that point, he was operating in a hardened heart. Why? Because Nineveh had attacked Israel some time ago, destroyed and killed a lot of them, and he wanted them to remain in their sins so that the anger of God would be kindled against them. But Jonah was very much aware that if he goes to preach to them and they repent, God will forgive them and God won't kill them. So he killed a prophet. He disobeyed God. Running away, he thinks he was running away from God. He went so you are not the first person to disobey God God is long suffering but another point in Jonah chapter 3 verse 1 to 2 the same words he said but then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time so the first time Jonah had a hardened heart now let's see the second time he said, go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Verse 3. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was a very important city. A visit required three days. So this time, even the journey did not mean so much to him. It wasn't because he began to walk in an obedient heart and the will of God was established. Don't seek your will. In chapter 1, Jonah was seeking his will and he ended up in the belly of a big fish. A big fish. 
in a place of affliction. Then he began to pray to God. He started praying in, in Jonah chapter 2. He prayed and prayed and prayed because where he was was not where he should be. Maybe you are where you are today because of a hardened heart syndrome. A disease called a hardened heart. And as a church, most of us have developed hardened hearts. We don't obey God's word again. We don't pray like we used to pray. We don't fear God again. We have become very casual like the world. We have become a casual people. So you find yourself in the belly of the fish. And you cannot blame the fish. You, in the belly of the fish, if you got into the belly of the fish by disobedience, you cannot kill the fish. The fish must respond to the word of God. So until God commanded the fish to vomit him in the last verse, he was still in the belly of the fish. And the Lord commanded the fish. Not because Jonah was a prophet, no. Not because Jonah was a righteous man, no. Not because Jonah was a servant of God, no. Not because Jonah was a chorister, no. Because Jonah at this point had changed his heart to follow God. Your hardship this year may be as a result of a hardened heart. <laughs> Pharaoh was so hardened in heart that calamity upon calamity was hitting the land. And the people did not know that it was because of Pharaoh's hardened heart. Hmm. It's very deep. They didn't know. They'll wake up, they'll see frogs. Ah. They'll wake up, they'll see water turn to blood. Not knowing it was just because one person, Pharaoh, had a hardened heart against the will of God. Are you seeing calamity? Did you see a lot of calamities this year? Could it be? Could it be? That a hardened heart. <laughs> a hardened heart was, was welcoming all those disappointments. A hardened heart was allowing all those tragedies. Yes, it's possible. Jonah shouldn't be in the belly of a fish. A prophet. Even when he was on the ship and the people look at him, they just look and say, oh, this one is different. Pray for us. In his disobedience. Still, people were saying he should pray for him. People were saying he should pray for them. Only God knows how many disobedient prophets are in town, and yet you run to them for them to pray for you. Wow. Paul was saying in Galatians chapter 6 verse 9, and was urging the church in Galatia, do not quit. Because there is a harvest coming. Child of God, do not quit. It, I don't care what disappointment you saw this year. If you don't quit, it means that the grace of God has been given space to express itself. We cannot be tired as a church. You cannot be tired as a department. There is more journey to cover. The level of the decline of your spiritual life will culminate into spiritual attacks you never thought of. The more you decline in your spiritual life, the more the intensity of attacks because your battle becomes less intensive with the devil. Paul assured them that if they don't give up, God was sending a harvest to them. I was speaking to somebody who said, Sofu, I'm tired. Next year, I'll just be inside. I'll just be inside. I wake up in the morning, I'll just go. Whatever happens, we are going. Heaven knows. I said, no, 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 no. This is not the language of the lion. You don't give up. 
You must pursue. The Bible said the righteous man will fall seven times. But he rise up again. He will get up. It doesn't matter how many attempts has failed. Attempt it again. Try it again. Go for the gold. Go for the trophy. Go for the crown. Keep pressing on because if you quit in the journey, you don't qualify for any crown. May you not enter into heaven a crownless Christian. May, may we not get to heaven and realize that we never entered with a crown. Tell somebody, don't quit. You can't give up on life because you did not see some promises this year. Don't do that. It's a bad language to the world concerning your God. Hold on to your faith and try again. Tell somebody, try again. Say, I will try again. Tell yourself, all is well. Tell yourself, all is well. It doesn't matter. I mean, when the woman lost her child in 2 Kings chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6, thereabout. And Elijah, and, Eli- and she came to meet Elijah. And Elijah, is everything okay? Is the child okay? She said, all is well. She had not given up. Her only child at that age. Child of God, I came to tell you, all is well. It's not over until it's over. For my dear club, Accra folk, we have a motto. And what is the motto? Never give up until the bones are rotten. And bones don't get rotten. A bone can last for 500 years and it's still there. How long at all are you going to live on the earth? <laughs> you can't live 500 years. Please. In the next 50 years, most of us sitting here would have gone. Yeah. You can bind the prayer. You can do this. But in the next, if you have not gone, you may not have a friend. <laughs> God does not quit. We cannot quit. If God does not quit. Now look at, let me give you the examples of what I just said. God does not quit. Now, you go to a country like Nigeria. God raised a very powerful man of God called Archbishop Idahosa. One day, suddenly, we woke up. I remember that day, either 1997 or 1999, there about. Early morning, breaking news. Archbishop Benson Idahosa is dead. God did not give up in building his church in Nigeria. More powerful men of God have come. More powerful men of God have been produced. God doesn't give up. No matter the shock, nothing shocks God. And if God is not giving up, his promise to you, he will keep watch over it until it comes to pass. It doesn't matter what you face. To you, it's a shock. To God, it wasn't a shock. If God has not given up on you, you cannot give up on yourself. And we cannot give up on ourselves as a church. You cannot give up on yourself as a family. God will not give up on you. He does not. It is not in his nature to give up. Am I blessing somebody this morning? Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 NIV Being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Whatever God begins he completes. Whatever God begins, he completes. Whatever God has begun to do in your life, he will complete it. He will perfect it. If you keep following him 
and keep doing good and keep obeying him, he, he is trustworthy. That is the word King David used for God. Trustworthy. He said, they that trust in the Lord, they shall be like Mount Zion. God is trustworthy. God is not like a friend you have on earth. God is not like your biological parents or your biological siblings. They are here today, tomorrow they are not. I lost my daddy 11 years ago. He's gone and he's gone. God is still around. He is trustworthy. It doesn't matter who left your life. God is still trustworthy. And what he has decided to do, nobody, no absence, no physical absence, no earthly absence, no material absence in your life has the capacity to annul what God wants to do. Only you have the capacity to annul what God wants to do in your life. Am I preaching to somebody? God will complete the work he has started in your life. When they are operating on someone and you go, to a, you go and see it at a certain stage, if you don't take care, you, you give up. Because they are pie pie, no, no. They, then the person is there, and they, they will be this, they will, sometimes they have to go and do discussion. He would think that it is China, China, that cow that they've killed and is just there. <laughs> but they know what they are doing. There's a drug that has kept the person as though the person is dead, but the person is not dead. Until they finish, they stitch, they press some things. And the thing dies off, then you see that you call the person. The person hmm? You are in God's operation theater. He has not finished with you. Whatever he began, he has the ability, the capacity to finish it. If you don't quit following him, if you don't quit believing in him, if you don't quit obeying his word, God has the capacity. God has the power. God has whatever it takes to get what must be done, done. And I know with this confidence, we must be confident that God will do what he said he would do. God is able to do. I came to speak to you this morning. God is able to do. Tell yourself God is able to do. And he will do it. Give the Lord a clap of someone. God will see us through all the steps in the journey. 2021 is part of the story and 2022 is also part of the story. God does not repeat himself. And in 2022, get to know God. Not only by yourself, but with the church. Get to know God by yourself and with the church. Because the more you get to know God, the more understanding the will of God becomes to you. When you get to know God, there are some sermons you're not listening to. Go where you are celebrated. No, when you get to know God, it doesn't make sense to you. Because if Jesus went to where he was celebrated, he won't come and die for us. Get to know God. And don't let any event or anybody's word or any circumstance cut you off destiny. If you don't know God, events, and what people say will redefine you. If you don't know God, when certain pillars leave your life, you will think that you are finished. But when you know God, you know him that, I mean, Mary asked him, asked the angel, how can it be? And the answer the angel gave to him was that God himself will do it. 
It's impossible with you. You cannot comprehend it. How can I get pregnant without a man? The Holy Ghost will come upon you. You don't have anything to do. God is able to do what he has said he will do. Economy cannot stop him. Social policies cannot stop him. No. No politician can stop God from executing what he wants to do. Sometimes you know this in your head. You don't know it in your heart. That is why you quit. Having a head knowledge of God is very, very painful. Because you will know it that God can do it, but you are not seeing any miracle. Because it's a head knowledge. You can quote scripture. You can even preach to people. You can even motivate people. You will take scripture. But the scripture is not real to you because it's a head knowledge. This, as we transit into 2022, decide to get to know God. Decide to get to know God. A lot happened this year. And a lot of testimonies to share, but we're on social media. When you get to know God, you become a force. And the more you get to know God, the more you know that you don't know God. But the more you stay, you don't know God. If you don't know God, you never know that you don't know God. And you will think that you know God. But the more you get to know God, the more you see the depth, the dimensions, the multifaceted knowledge of God. Then you see that humility begins to build in you. Because you know that you don't know God. In 2022, let's draw deeper into the things of the spirit. Forget the natural. When the spirit is established, the natural will manifest. When the spiritual is established, the natural will manifest. God is calling us back to our first love. The way Abigail, you used to love him. The reason why you yielded to join the choir, I don't think is the same. And God is calling you back to that love. All of us here, God is calling us back to that place where we yielded ourselves and we feared him. And we don't fear him. We are casual kisses. You don't fear him. We don't study the Bible. We don't, we don't pray. We pray when we come to church. And we have said this and this. Pray. Read your Bible. Pray. It has become like it doesn't mean anything to you. First, it used to mean a lot to you. But God is calling us back to our first love. And if you have him, if you have him, no matter how you have failed, you can win again. I thought you would say amen. One of the best scriptures or symbols in the scriptures about what I'm teaching on is Joseph. Joseph. Joseph had legal reasons why he should have given up. Joseph had solid reasons why he was, okay, enough is enough. This is it. I mean, I can't take it. He has a dream. God shows him a dream. He sees himself and the sheet of his family members bowing to him. He sees himself as a king. He sees himself as a strong star ahead of his people. All he could get was that his brothers, his own siblings, his own brothers, betrays him and sells him out as a slave. Jealous of him. He goes there. He finds himself in a very good paying job. Then another calamity strikes. The boss's wife says he has come to touch him with a false evidence. Straight into jail. Joseph could have given up and said, ah, enough is enough. This is not how I thought. You see, and Joseph's story is just like yours. 
There are things you are going through now that were not part of your planning. Most of you started businesses and it's collapsed. I know, not by prophetic word. Because the typical Ghanaian likes starting business and cannot run it. So it's like, you came for a meeting and somebody was saying, I started my business with one CD. It was one CD. <laughs> one CD. And today, I want to encourage you. Start where you are. Start where you are. No, you got up. You went on the internet. You started selling bags. <laughs> business is not selling things. No. Oh, start where you are. I started in my home. They won't tell you the other stories behind them. They won't. They won't tell you. Then to cuckoo. You go and start. There are stories behind the stories they won't tell you. They won't tell you that an uncle sent them $5,000 along. They, they will not tell you. They won't tell you how they went to beg somebody and say, can you give me this for this period? They won't tell you that their company owes a bank. They won't tell you. So you go and start a business, then your money is locked. Then you get discouraged. You say, God lied to you. God did not lie to you. You didn't grow deep in your following. You didn't grow deep in reading about business. You didn't grow deep in reading about the job market, the market. You didn't grow deep by following a mentor in the business. You didn't grow deep by following the spirit of the Lord. You just went. Now when you messed up, you want to blame God. No. So Joseph is just like us. We have attempted many things looking at a bigger resource only for us to get things that don't show the vision. When God shows you a prophecy, he won't show you the details. Because when he shows you the details, you won't want the prophecy. So a prophet comes and says, Francis, I see glory on you. But God will not add that every glory comes with pain. Before you see the glory, you must go through, you must go through a painful experience. You, God won't change the formula today. He won't change it tomorrow if he didn't change it for Jesus Christ. It's a standard. It's a standard protocol. No pain, no gain. He said, those who suffer with me, they will reign. As a church worker, you need to learn to suffer with the church. You need to be around as we are in our manger. You need to be around as we become a tabernacle. You need to be around. You need to suffer with the church. You need to be there in the nakedness of the church. So that when God clothes us with glorious garments, you can also pick up a crown. Don't be that kind of church member who disappears to other huge established that God has helped people to build. Because, you know, we did our wedding in a church that was not decorated. Those of you who were there, you know. But now go and see that church. Beautiful. Don't be that kind of church worker who is not there for the church. Be there when we are in our manger. Be there when we are getting being restored. Be there when we are in the battlefield. Learn to suffer with people if you want to walk in glory with them. Amen. Let me wrap up. Despite the trials he faced, Joseph, for that matter, he never denied his God. He, ne he, got, he was always stuck with, the God, with his God. He was consistent with God. He was there for God. His testimonies were without, will not come without God. It's not possible because even his boss said, eh, 
The Bible said, God has blessed. The boss said, I know that God has blessed me because of you. Even in prison, he was manifesting ministry. In prison. You can't only do ministry when you are in your palace. In, in prison, he was still allowing the charisma that was in him. The gift of interpreting, interpreting dreams and visions. He was still. In prison, there was someone, he had a witness. Somebody said to the king, ah, when we were in prison, there was this Hebrew boy. We had two dreams. Myself, the, and, and then the um, Kabera and the baker. He interpreted and whatever he said came to pass. Even in prison, you know prison? Even there, it was uniquely distinct of Joseph that this is a man who was a man of God, who was doing ministry, who was interpreting dreams for people. We can't serve God when everything is okay. When he got into the palace, he was still serving God. He had the interest of God and God's people at heart. Church, I brought you a strong message that we must return to that point where we met Jesus and we yielded to serve him in whatever capacity we find ourselves. Joseph was serving in prison. We have become a bunch of believers who are consumers, who are seeking friendly atmospheres. Yes, it's good. The church will do all that. We will, that's why you are chilling in another condition. You are feeling cold. We are chilling you because we have you on our mind. But remember, this is not the bank. You came here not to look at aesthetics. You came here to seek God, to grow in your walk with God. You, you didn't come here to look at a front desk uh, personnel. No. You didn't come here to join Q to see Tela 1, Tela 2. You came to seek the face of God. And may our attention shift from those things and begin to pursue God in a hard way in 2022. God is looking for people who have not given up. God is looking for people who are daring to rise up from their mess, to rise up from the gutters, to rise up from the pit and say, yes, I fell, but I'm back, God. People will say, I will. I will do it. I will suffer it. I will pay the price. Because what failed today can work tomorrow. What didn't work today can work tomorrow. The strategy can change. May our hardened heart be turned into heart of flesh. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord touch your heart. May the Lord touch your heart. And may the Lord revive you again. And allow you to see a glory you have never seen in him over a long period of time. Can I hear a bigger amen? Can I hear a bigger amen? Can I tell you something? Eventually, the dream of Joseph came to pass. Eventually, the dream of Joseph came to pass. Eventually. Eventually, the dream of Joseph came to pass. I don't know who I'm talking to, but every dream God has spoken to you about it shall come to pass. If, <laughs> if you don't get tired in obeying him. Not quitting means holding fast to the word of God and the will of God. To the word of God and the will of God. And the will of God is what we are struggling because it's normally contrary to our own will. So Jesus had come. The time had come for him to suffer and die. And this is young Jesus, young man in the bush praying. Hey, Lord, if it's possible. Hey, Jesus, 
You have said you are coming to die. We have been quoting you. We have been praising you. God said, I'm looking for somebody to send. Jesus said, I'll go. Now, Jesus, you are in the bush waiting on the Lord to, to change, to say, God, let this cup pass over me. And it happens to all of us, even as pastors. Sometimes you'll be lying there and you're like, Lord, <laughs> you don't know what to say. Like, change this thing. If it's possible, if it's possible, let this car pass over me. <laughs> he prayed it three times. God did not mind him. On the third time, he prayed and said, Lord, now it's not my will, but your will. It's not my will, but your will. That was when he was ready for the glory. That was when he was prepared by grace to go through the pain and to enter into a realm that now at the mention of his name, his power is not localizing in Israel again. His power is everywhere. The resurrected Jesus is here today. He will be in Fountain Gate. He will be in the Anglican Church. He will be in the Catholic Church. He will be in the Presby Church. He will be in all ICGC churches. It's the same power without any dilution. Because Jesus was ready to go through the pain. There is a trend in the atmosphere that is making people seek comfort. Yesterday, I was in a shop and a man was talking and he made a statement. I picked it up and I thought about it. He said, in the next 10 years, there will be many poor people in the country, more than now. And it's true. It's true. It's not prophecy. It is critical analysis. In the next 10 years. Because many of us are seeking for shortcuts into success. Nobody wants to work hard again. Nobody wants to pay prices again. Everything. Comfort, 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 comfort. Somebody should pay the price and you eat the fruit thereof. No. The prophecy in Jeremiah was that you will eat the fruit that they, from your vines that you have planted. You will live in the houses you have built. There's another prophet that you live in houses that you did not build. But when you look at how God dealt with them, those kind of prophecies, no, they are for people who were outcast. But for you, God moves you to your promised land he will seize manna from falling. Manna will not fall again when you get to the promised land. You will have to plant. You have to plant corn. And next year, we are going to go very deep into the world. You have to plant corn. You don't beg for corn. You have to plant corn. If you beg for corn, it means you are going to plant that corn. You are not going to eat it. He gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. God does not want us to give up. Don't give up. Because if you don't give up, according to Galatians chapter 6 verse 9, if you don't give up, if you don't give up, if we don't give up as a church, a year today we will be in our own auditorium. Yeah. If we don't give up, we will be there. If you don't give up, a year today you can have your land if you don't give up, a year today, you can start that business well-structured and that business will grow. If you don't give up. I want you to close your eyes and pray. That God, I receive the grace not to give up. Pray. Pray. Joseph's elevation came eventually. He went through a lot, but his elevation was not denied. It came. It came. Pay the price. Dream a dream.
no matter how bloody the price is paid. Sleepless nights. Reading courses upon courses. Exercising yourself unto godliness. Pay the price. And trust God for the grace to bring the increase. Walk in that path that will yield results. And not that path that will make you a fan in the kingdom of God. God is not looking for fans in the kingdom. He's looking for disciples in the kingdom. People who have gone through the process of times and seasons with the engagement of the word and are ready to reflect his glory. Receive the grace to remain a winner and to remain an overcomer in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give God a good clap offering. Wow, what a word. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.